Today, I'm talking with Paul Kitching, also known as PK. PK is the Business Development Manager for Fuller Brand Communication, a role that requires him to keep Fuller's brand profile strong and therefore remain super positive and optimistic at all times, right now even more than ever. PK has been with Fuller for five years, whilst his background includes working in retail, in Country Road, writing for iconic local magazine, Rip It Up, as well as working in media sales for the magazine and then managing the sales team, a career in retail, media and marketing sales now 20 years strong. In fact, it was Country Roads sales training with its focus on positivity and attitude that set PK's optimism alight. While the loss of both his sister and mother has been a stark reminder that you have to seize every day and make the most of life. PK has also recently created an online networking event called Coffee with PK, where anyone can join for a virtual coffee and enjoy some much needed social interaction, share gratitude, make some new contacts and be energized with positivity and optimism. To find out more about uh, PK and hook into any of his contacts, check out the show notes at madeformore.com.au forward slash podcast. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Made For More podcast. I'll be sharing my experiences along with some actionable advice to take your leadership to the next level. Introducing your host, it's me, Ali Nitschke. I'm a leadership and courageous conversations expert, a Nutella lover, a mother of four young boys, a wife and a dance floor junkie. I'm here to give you the motivation you need to level up, lead yourself, lead your team and your business. Let's go. Welcome to the Made For More podcast. We have got a a very special guest on today. If you are in and around Adelaide, you have perhaps heard of uh, PK or Paul Kitching. And Paul and I actually, you might not remember this, Paul, or maybe you do. We actually met just over 12 months ago at a networking event. And it was probably one of the last networking events that I went to until very recently on Skydeck at uh, the beautiful venue here in Adelaide. And since then, uh, we've stayed in touch. which I think is fantastic and even more recently. So PK, I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about where you came from and where you're going. Yeah, thanks, Ali. And thank you so much for this opportunity. It's great to be able to chat with you. And yes, I supposedly remember when we met that night on the deck. I remember, I actually remember walking over and saying hello to you. Do you? Um, I oh, was, I yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're with some friends, some other people I knew or something. I'm not shy. I'm happy. To, I love meeting new people. So it, it was nice. I'm like, I don't know that person. I'm going to go and meet them. <laughs> but um <laughs> So where did I come from? That's a really good question. Where I really came from is Sydney. I actually grew up in Sydney. I lived there for the first 12 years of my life and we moved to Adelaide, gosh, in the late 80s. My dad got a new job and the whole fam moved over to Adelaide, you know, the best state and the best uh, town in Australia, of course, and loved it. And so but back then, even then, that was for school and then I worked in the A&T Society for a while, but um, I didn't really know that I wanted to work in communications, but weirdly, everything that I've done has kind of led to it. Um, You know how sometimes those things happen and so... I suppose um, I was working part-time at Country Road, the clothing store. I'd been there part-time and then I came back from overseas and started working full-time. And I actually have to credit Country Road for my sales skills and my sales training. Ah. Um, you know, it, it had some amazing sales training that was phenomenal. And I actually wrote them down in a book, which I still have. Here it is. <laughs> my CR Road number one. It was only ever one, one book. But it, seriously, it was all about, because it was everything like um, your attitude is the key. Here we go. Ah. And greeting and approach and demonstrating effectively and, and improving presentation. So yes, well, obviously 
obviously we had to convince someone to buy a Schomburg shirt they could buy down the road um, mm-hmm. for $15, for $70 instead. But it was so therefore, it was all about your attitude and so many really good life skills and sales skills that I've learned since then. So I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away really. But and I suppose that, and that gave me confidence to work in, and then I studied public relations. Um, and, and then I suppose my journey to where I am now started when I got a job in media monitoring. So which is good. Mm-hmm. Media monitoring. I, I didn't know that, that about yeah. you. But yeah. I love that you said that attitude is key and that was part of the sales training. But I think, you know, now yeah. more than ever, attitude is the key to pretty much all of it. You know, if you're locked up at home in uh, coronavirus or if you're out in beautiful Adelaide, as we so luckily are, you know, whatever it is, your attitude uh, paves the way for, for where you're going. Absolutely. So, Number you know, you, did, you didn't know that you were going to end up in uh, communications and that's where <laughs> you found yourself. So was it attitude yeah. or was it, you know, just coinky dink? Well, well, I don't know. No, I think it was a bit of a combination of both. And certainly working, studying public relations was great and I then I'm working in media monitoring and then I did work as a publicist for a while but um, the best thing was only a six month contract the best thing was meeting my wife but also I suppose that you know how sometimes you do things that tell you that you don't want to do them like sometimes doors close we say the doors open which is you know great but also when doors close that also defines us and so yeah. when that door closed it, I realised that I didn't want to be a publicist I actually wanted to use my publicity skills I suppose and knowledge that I'd learnt uh, combined with I was a writer as well for Rip It Up magazine a street mag and then the opportunity came to, to join Rip It Up full time. So, oh, Rip It Up magazine? Yeah, so people yeah, cool. didn't, I don't know if people <laughs> know Rip It Up, gosh. It was back in the day, so it was like the gig guide or the, the, the street press. So basically the go-to Bible to find out where to go on the weekend, as you probably may remember, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew all that. Well, I didn't know all about Rip It Up, but certainly I was aware yeah. of Rip It Up and had a couple of friends that were in the gig scene and uh, yeah, yeah, loved it. Very cool. It was great, yeah. It was, it was like um, these days. I mean, there are some fantastic themes or street press still out there but back then it was like it was Facebook it was the way that you found out where to go on the weekend who was you know headlining the big day out it came out on a Thursday so like it was very much on that Thursday people would go and find it you know mid-afternoon and find out what was happening that weekend and who was headlining all the big festivals and the, the latest CD reviews and everything like that so yeah that was good I loved it I was there for quite a while and enjoyed it yeah, yeah. so uh, what actually led you to from Rip It Out magazine what led you to become that now the uh, the BDM of Fuller Brand yeah, well, so I, I suppose it was like 20 years that I was associated with Rip It Up, but it was quite a long time and I enjoyed it. But then an opportunity came to move into radio. So I sold advertising for a really niche um, radio. There's the Australian Traffic Network, which is all the traffic reports on radio television. So I sold little spots for that, which was great. My girls, I've got two girls and they were growing up. So I was working home, um, was really good, enjoyed that. But then, I don't know, something happened. I just, um, I decided that I was getting a bit restless. I think in my role and I was chatting to a whole lot of different people about what I should do next. I made some awesome contacts, networking my little butt off over yeah. the years kind of thing. And I met a beautiful, sorry, I'd met him before, but I caught up with a, a beautiful man, a guy called Jeff Robertson, who's sadly no, no longer with us, but um, Jeff was part of Nation, had been with Clems. And he was just like that guy that, you know, that really a nice mentor that, you know, that gave you ideas, planted the seed. And so he had a great vision. He said, oh, PK, maybe you should be doing BD for a um, an advertising agency. You know, um, we can't employ you. I'd love to, but, you know, because with advertising agencies, marketing agencies, the BD or the business development or sales is usually done by the principals but then once they win the work then they're too busy doing the work to actually go and get yeah, get the new work kind of thing so it's a, yeah. it's a real fine line to find that so anyway he planted the seeds and I was just thought about that so parked that thought and then back then I was going to like I still do I suppose when I can go to anything I can like I'm pretty well inviting myself along to things back then to events and Fuller back then uh, was known as Fuller PR no I think it was, they, they become Fuller Brand Communication um, the company that's evolved over the years but um they had these awesome 
events called Agenda, and it was their like annual client function. And I somehow invited myself along for that. And <laughs> I remember vividly at the 2015 Agenda in March, February or March, it was the beginning of the year, chatting with Will Fuller at the end of the day. And he's like, PK, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, you should be doing a BD role. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. And then he rings me the next day saying, mate, you should be doing that for us. Let's chat. Oh, <laughs> and so, there you go. so nice. I mean, I wasn't guaranteed, I wasn't guaranteed the job, but it was just nice to have that. You know, that was the entry level, I suppose. And then I still had proved myself. And, you know, to this day, I'm thankful for giving me that opportunity to be able to go in. And, and it was a very different, it was certainly a pivot from selling media to selling marketing services. And yeah, it's a great, you know, beautiful, great company for us. I love it. So I know I know that you are, are such a huge advocate for Fuller Brand and you'll sing its praises, but what do you love, I guess, the most about Fuller Brand? And what you said that there's a difference between selling PR and selling marketing. Can you explain a little bit about what is different about Fuller Brand? Yeah, absolutely. So we've been around 27 years. So we started off as a small PR agency. Peter Fuller started the business in the Barossa as Peter Fuller and Associates. Just he'd been working the wine with a lot of wineries at the time and then helped to write some stories for them press releases, etc. And that's basically, and it has evolved over the years. As our clients' needs have, have as the um, the market has evolved, so we've now become like a full, well, not like we are, <laughs> a full, <laughs> not a full service. We're, we're an integrated agency, fully integrated in the sense that we can do writing, communications, PR, video, uh, websites, um, digital marketing, uh, design, uh, so video, photography, anything, pretty well, and anything, you, can, you name it. So, do really good um, video. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's just an honour to work for such a success and well-respected South Australian, still South Australian family-owned business. Yeah. Um, so I can't express how how much I love it and how honoured I am I suppose to work there. And it's a totally open, honest, transparent business that treats yeah. clients with, you know, the same level of respect. And so my role as business development manager is to get out there and re- represent the brand, grow our profile, and yeah. then I suppose introduce people to our strategy-first business model. So yes, it's a sales role, but it's really not a relationship role, our perspective, I suppose, and that's why I love it. And that was the big difference, I suppose, between the media sales that I've been doing for like 15 years was very much, right, you've got some space, you need to sell it, bang, 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 we need to we need to fill it for this week, we need to fill it for next week. So getting my head around selling marketing services that someone may not need for six months, nine months, who knows, or they may need a press release next week or something designed or a brand created for a product or a sub-brand for a product that they've got. But a lot of the time, it is certainly a long lead and I had to teach myself to accept that, to not be too hard on myself if like if I didn't get a sale straight away. That was certainly a transition that I had to teach myself very quickly. So have you recognised a trend in the timeline? As far as the... As far as how people like making a decision? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. A lot of it is to do with budgets, obviously. Certainly at the moment, as you know, um, we respect that a lot. We are very fortunate that Fuller's doing well at the moment. We did have a bit of, uh, you know, there was some downturn there, like most businesses, um, but we managed to pivot and adapt as well. But as have our clients to some degree but as far as time lag yeah it's a good question it's really hard to know and it really can depend on whether they're a brand new client or whether mm-hmm. a client that we've, that we've been with for a year like UniSA or SA Water that we do a lot of stuff with um, and others like that that we'll just get continually get brief new jobs to, to work on so they're expecting that and then that comes down to the account managers and how they manage those type of expectations mm-hmm. um, so yeah but for my, my role is to bring in new work so um, yeah. it's been always new you know something so but it's never been a sale 
sales job is, I mean, yes, it is sales, but I don't see it like that. I just see it and I love networking, you know, so yeah. I just love the fact that I get to grow my profile, Fuller's profile, and that in turn helps Fuller win work and I win and that's a win-win. So. Everyone's winning. <laughs> Your clients win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that you talk about, you know, it's not being a sales role, it's more of a relationship role and around networking because mm. that's obviously what we're talking about today. So one of the really iconic things, we can now call you an SA icon, that's happened, is it 19 weeks at the moment? 19 weeks, yes, my God. Yeah, you have been running a networking, online networking coffee called Coffee with PK or CWPK. So what prompted you to start Coffee with PK? Yeah, look, it's um, I've been thinking about this a lot recently because it has been, like, as you said, 19, four months, yeah, it's four and a half months, gosh. So, well, clearly my role in BD relies, and it has been that for, for the last five years, relies on developing business and going out and seeing people, going to events, always being on, always going out, being on people's radar. So, and as everyone knows, that was, that got pretty hard mid-March, like, you know, overnight, yeah. like everything's cancelling, can't go anywhere, no one wants to come to the office. I didn't, you know, I was concerned about going to office and that kind of stuff. So all my meetings dried up. I even started going down to the local cafe, um, shout out to Tell Henry, and just to stand around and see if there was anyone I knew kind of thing, just do my own kind of networking that way. And then I remember chatting to my wife, I think, that night and telling her what I was doing, that kind of thing. And she knew that I relied on going to meetings. And she said, oh, why don't you just like have a coffee? Like you make a coffee because I was about to start working from home as well, like everyone. And you make a coffee and then you ring someone, you know, from that you've been connected with on LinkedIn or you've met at a function in the last month, get them to make a coffee and go on your speakerphone and you can both chat kind of thing. And I thought, yes, I like your idea and I love her for that. But why don't we expand on that and do it over Google Hangouts and have it as a video call? So, yeah, cool. and then invite anyone. So basically, and that's what I did. And I think it was like uh, Thursday, the 19th of March, according to my notes, mm-hmm. uh, that I put a simple post up basically just saying that, like, hey, who wants to catch up tomorrow? 10.30, I'll be there. Anyone wants to catch up? And it kind of blew up. Like I had, yeah. um, I'm pretty active on socials, but it, but it was the kind of thing I think that people were just like, almost like aching for. They went, yeah, I st- we still need to chat kind of thing. And, and from the very first beginning, I never wanted, again, it to be a sales thing. And it never has been and it never will be. It's very much about networking and about communication. So basically, and it became Coffee with PK. And I suppose it became a chance for people to catch up and chat and network and, and get a bit of social interaction. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, and I know you've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for, for you for coming along. I have. I was a regular at uh, Coffee Coffee yeah, with well. PK and loved uh, jumping on every week to see the positivity that you were spreading far and wide. And it wasn't just Adelaide. It was, you know, people from around Australia and even internationally. So I think the amount of connection that we we're all needing and requiring was amazing. So thank you so yeah, much no, for no. holding that space. Oh, so I know that no you're still God. running Coffee with PK at the moment. So it was, you know, every day for 19 weeks, which yeah, is gosh. in itself a massive, yeah. massive feat. And now that we're sort of transitioning back into the office, there's been a little bit of a change. So what are the details of Coffee with PK yeah. now? And sorry, how can people get on? Yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, absolutely. I just realised moving now I'm back in the office part-time, so I'm in the fuller office today. But I realised it just needed to evolve. So I'm doing it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So at 10.30am, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we've got a landing page, which is pretty easy to find. I think you, might, you said you might even put in the links for this. Fuller.com.au forward slash coffee hyphen with hyphen PK. And I'll put that in the show notes as yeah. well for this episode. Thank you. And, and it's a bit of fun. I mean, at the end of the day, that's also just, you know, it's, it's interesting how something that I just stumbled across has been a really good platform for Fuller and for me, I suppose, to illustrate what we do. And so that, for example, is our landing page within our website. 
and you can you can find it by our contact page and on that web on that landing page it's got an example of um, animation that we've done there's a link to the videos that I've done they're, they're not the highly produced videos that our, <laughs> uh, that our team does <laughs> it's yeah. just me chatting to a camera on IGTV but then there's all you can download the, the music that I play at the beginning so it's kind of become a thing of its own you know and a sub-brand of, of Puller but a lot of people have said to me that it's it's helped a lot of people cope as you said like people from here from overseas some people are working from home some people are gosh as we know in lockdown I had a, um, someone from Melbourne yesterday chatting about what what was happening over there um, mm. some beautiful friends in New York you know and we've and as I said it's just been happening now four months so at one time we actually were chatting to someone in New York about um, the riots that were happening right outside her, yeah. her room kind of thing yeah. so and, and a lot of people I suppose have just said it's just give them a bit of uh, a burst of goodness or um, you know it's their most uplifting meeting of the day and looking at that and that's great, you know, and if it might be only for some people, it might be the only connection they have. Like, we've had quite a few UDSA students. I'm involved with their mentor program. And since talking about this with them, I've had quite a few of them join as well, which is fine. And at the end of the day, I'm happy for anybody and everybody really to join. Yes, at the end of the day, my, my role is to network and to get out there and to talk about Fulham. But that's, you know, that's what I'm doing. And it's a very non-confrontational way that I do it. And there will be the other thing, I suppose, the other, you asked a question about evolution of it. I, do, I am planning on doing an actual face-to-face IRL. Ooh. I'm um, with PK soon, so and I reckon um, I'll let you know about that because I reckon you might be key for that one. I think um, I will soon. be there. I love a good face-to-face <laughs> event. Yeah. So, and yeah, look, and anyone listening to this is very welcome. So, thank you. I'd love to love to meet anybody new. Bring it on. Yeah, bring it on for sure. So, I love because I saw Coffee with PK happening in its early days because I follow you on socials and we keep in touch. And mm. I think probably one of the biggest realizations or what I started to notice is there weren't just marketing people that were rocking into your Coffee with PK and, mm. and your network stretched much, much wider. And I was like, oh, okay, right, I'm going to get onto this and see what's happening. And all of the times that I rocked up, there was people from all walks of life not just marketing, not just media, not just advertising, you know, from all over. And I think that was amazing to be able to hold a space for those types of people to connect. And I think, you know, your reputation in a relationship role and as a networker is, you know, it's massive. You're becoming an SA icon for sure. Oh, calm down, but, but thank you. <laughs> we'll get you a no, just a, It's just a platform that I'm, 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 I'm very proud uh, that I've been able to provide, you know, one platform that hopefully helps me. So, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So, thank you. So, what do you think are the key elements to being a good networker you're very good at it and a great connector of people and places so how does that you know what are the good good key elements that, that make up a, a great networker and how does that relate to your role at Fuller Branch? I suppose one of the first key elements is and this is what we talk about here at Fuller as well is to have a good elevator pitch and, that, and not need, not even about the company I mean all, all companies all brands need to have a good elevator pitch so it's basically how you describe where you work the company in the time it takes to get from you know the bottom of the elevator to your floor kind of thing so I think I don't know. I've actually, it's a bit, or is it that you're elevating your brand? I don't know. It's a combination of both. Oh, I but thought anyway. it was you got into an elevator and you only had a short time. Have I been doing it wrong? I think it is. No, oh, no, okay. no. I think, I think well, that I is definitely. I've been doing it wrong all these I, years. I, I agree. But, but then, no, you have. And because it is, that's, bam, you've got to get it straight out, say where yeah. you are and what you do kind of thing. You are right. That's exactly what. But I think, so I think the thing is going to networking events is to have that ready in your back pocket and be able to talk about what you do, but not to go on about it too much because you mm-hmm. want to protect the ability to, to do it quickly, but 
then get others to talk more than you do because because mm-hmm. um, when yeah, when you're networking you just you have you want to be yourself so so no one wants to be sold to at a function right you don't want yeah. to, it should should come naturally and I and you know and I I remember when we met that's what I said you know I remember us I remember wandering over and saying hey and um, whatever and so I suppose that's the whole thing I'm sure we I talked about what Fuller does and, and I remember you talking about made for more and what you're doing which was great but I, and I think the other big thing is to remember people's names when you meet them and especially if they don't have a name tag on hopefully they do but if not ask for a business card or stop take a note on your phone or just wander away and just say because at the end of the day especially in networking functions <laughs> really that's that you are there to network right so it's not it's not as if you can be like sorry one moment I just have to write it's like and just make make life of it as well and just be natural be yourself I think that's that, that's the best thing best yeah. thing is um, and, and then and I suppose the men start to build that relationship right there and then but then even the next day send an email send you know uh, a LinkedIn note the next day so I think as I said that what I really want to uh, try home is that you're not selling something by networking what you're actually doing is building the relationship that leads to hopefully uncovering the opportunity that will help both parties so yeah. not where it runs in sales you know like myself but um, in Fuller's case it's a story that, um, that a potential client may need help telling so we can help them with that so the, the opportunity I suppose is for both parties is that we can help create branding and marketing the client gets that and all they may need to increase their brand profile and we get the, we get paid to do that for them so <laughs> it's just it's all relationship building as far as I'm concerned yeah. yeah, I think that's really important. And I know that there's a lot of people that will be listening now that, you know, haven't been to a networking event or it's, you know, been been a while between drinks, so to speak, uh, yeah. since they've been at a networking <laughs> event. And I think something that's really been obvious to me recently is very much what you said, you know, at a networking event, there's no disguise, you know, we're there to meet new people, build those relationships, mm. but no one's actually there to be sold. Like no one's whipping out their credit card at an event. It's very much around finding out, you know, what you have in common, what you can do to serve other people. Yeah. And you know, building building on that relationship over time, and I think that's amazing that you you are so good at doing that and connecting other people. So once you've got your elevator pitch uh, sorted, you've got that ready in your back pocket. You've you know, people are hopefully wearing name tags. You've collected a business card. Mm. You're building on that relationship by sending like a LinkedIn note or something like that. What are the benefits of being a good networker and even having a good network? It's a good question. The um, I suppose my attitude is that I'm an extension of, of brand fuller. You know, the fuller brand. And so me just being at a network, networking event, or even with Coffee with PK, is spreading the work that Fuller does, you know, even if it's not even in the chat that day, they're just seeing the word Fuller, they're, they're seeing me talk about it on LinkedIn and elsewhere and kind of thing, and it's just getting our brand out there. So I suppose you want to be um, become so good at relationship building that people don't realise they're being sold to, because, but, well, yeah, as you said, no one wants to get sold to. So you're not necessarily selling to them, you're building that relationship. So I suppose it's about just keeping in touch and finding something that connects you, as you said. And like coming back to what I said, you have to remember that you are an extension for the brand you work for. So, and I've always had that attitude when I was at Country Road, you know, after hours when I was on a break or at home wearing their clothes, when I was ripped up, when I was going to gigs, concerts, and whatever. And now, Fuller, you know, I'm I am an extension of the Fuller brand, and you always have to remember that. And you also want to become that person that networks so well that people remember you. Like they're like, ah, you know, you're John from A1 Garden Supplies. That's right. Or or they even talk about your relation to relationship to your brand or your company. I think that's the other thing as well. And and so even to the point that what you really want is for senior management or a boss one day to meet someone and that person says to them, oh, you, you're from uh, the A1 Garden Supplies. Don't you have that John guy working for you? And you're yeah. like, oh, my God, my job is done. The boss, yeah. the boss hears, hears your name by someone else and, 
and you, and they know that you've done a good job in in um, in at, at the networking kind of thing. So I suppose at the end of the day, you want to become like the expert in your field, so or even in your niche. Um, yeah. So wherever you work, what I'd recommend is um, is talking to if I mean these are the companies I suppose they have marketing departments or or anything like that, or speak to your HR or anything like that. Talk to them about um, using you as a spokesperson to some degree, mm-hmm. kind of thing. If you if you're confident enough to do that, I suppose if you go into network, well, not everyone has the confidence, I suppose, to do that. But you are an extension of the brand. You are always selling. You know, you have to remember that you are selling the brand without selling it. But you are putting forward the brand that you work yeah. for, and you are a mini sub brand of that company's brand. So yeah, a mini sub brand of that company's brand. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> so I know that you are a park runner, as in you participate in park run fairly regularly. Did you just complete a milestone run? Uh, no, I did. Well, there's no park runs at the moment, sadly, because of uh, COVID. But I have been doing a lot of um, big runs. Yes, I have. Well, I, I'm on my way to my 250th. How many have I done? Gosh, I've done 100 and something. So my next milestone will be 250. But um, but I have been, I do exercise every day. That's it. I do 5Ks a day. And I've just Gee, that's awesome. Day 200, I think it was. So anyway, I try and I don't run every day, but I do exercise in some form. This morning, it was riding my indoor bike and doing Tabata, Tabata um, which is like interval training, which is a whole other story. Because um, anyway. I've seen you um, yes, I've so seen you post a few photos of Mount Barker Summit. Yes. I grew up on the Mount farm Barker just Summit. at the summit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. When you post, I'm like, hang on, I've been there. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm involved with the Mount Barker Park Run, even though I live down in town. But I mean, not that far. Gosh, it's only 20 minutes from the toll gate. But I'm, I'm a big fan of Park Run and I just love its inclusivity and the fact that it's yeah. free. Um, anyone can do it. You don't have to run. It's yeah. timed. And so, and you're competing against yourself. So it's, you're just bettering yourself. You, one day you might do it in 50 minutes and the next week you might do it in 45. One day you might do it in 25 and the next week you might do it, you know, you might be trying to get down to 23 or whatever. So you yeah. always, so that, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I highly recommend it to anyone. And it's a great way, again, of communicating a social, sadly not at the moment, but it's a, and for some people it's great social interaction. So there's a lot, a lot of events on Park Run. Yeah. And I, I like that, it, you know, it's a win your own game type ethos as well. So when you're in a funk, what's your go-to method for getting out of funk town as opposed to funky town? Yeah, it, it's a good question. Exercise is certainly an element of it that I probably just take for granted that I do. And I certainly, I know, and I'll go for a walk if I haven't been feeling really, really well, or I'm, I'm unsure about something, or I just need to work through something. I'll go for a walk out here, here at Fuller um, at lunchtime or, you know, with the dog in the morning kind of thing. But <laughs> the other thing, and I'm well known for this, and I suppose I've got the ability not everyone has, um, is to just tell myself to move on. Seriously, yeah. mate, just move on. Because the sooner you do, the sooner you get yourself out of that funk, and I know that's not necessarily describing how to get out of the funk, but for me, I just have to remind myself, because the sooner you get out of something or the sooner you move on, the sooner you'll be back at doing what you do best. And this is something which took a long time for me to learn this, and I only really learned it when I was at ATM, so the job before this job, um, mm. because it was a big, high-powered job. I was the only rep in Adelaide doing it for a national global company, and there were big deals that were happening and, and some of them were being lost kind of thing and and I remember and I remember my boss telling me to read this book so who um, moved my cheese my cheese so he said you read this book it's a really small book really thin book I read it again last night um, and it's by Dr. Spencer Johnson and the whole premise is about accepting change and the sooner you accept change I don't know if you've read it have you heard of this book have you read I it I have I actually heard about yeah. that book years and years ago but I give that to my clients that are going through some kind of change transformation um, as part of love their it. work around who moved my cheese yeah love it so good yeah so the whole premise is that I mean um, but people should just find out for themselves but basically is that 
um, the person or the mouse in this in this case, or the mouse and the person in this book, the one that you know, every day they go to, a, they find they find some cheese in the maze, and every day they go there and the cheese there, and then they get get, get so fixated with it that they just always expect it to be there and it's always there. But then obviously the cheese starts to get smaller and smaller, but they don't really notice it. Yeah. And then, but then there's one mouse that is ready to move on and, and go away and find other find some cheese. There is that one person though that sits there and and says, "Food, move my cheese. I'm just going to stay here. Someone's going to bring me some more cheese. There's going to be, and then they just go through this whole process and they're just wasting time basically because no one's going to bring you some more cheese. You have to go out and find more cheese. So the sooner you move on and get out of your funk, the better. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it is a great book for anyone who is having troubles with dealing with change and particularly right now. Absolutely. It's really good because as we now. know, change is just a constant. It's a constant thing and we have to get used to it. That's it. Come yeah. on, I love it. But I love love that book mm, me too so your five top tips for upcoming leaders and business owners so if they're wanting to become better at networking and growing their own network what's your top five yeah well i've um thank you i um obviously i prepared this earlier because you asked me and i and i had <laughs> i did have some time thinking about it so some of them are practical others are just um ethereal and thoughts whatever but the first practical one that i always say is to wear your name tag on the right so on the right yep on the right hand side which is really weird I know but um, the, the reason we do it and you can certainly I know you're listening and you might be watching but, but go, go with me here so re- reach your hand your right hand out or your elbow I suppose you can be elbow kind of thing but when you go to shake some of that so obviously the natural thing is to go with your right hand but the natural gaze will roll from your hand all the way through their hand to their right peck or their right shoulder right and so hopefully they know this rule as well and the more people I tell the more people will do yeah. it so okay. for them you're making it easier for them because they're going to see your name straight away because they're going to a natural gaze going to be all along all the way along there to your right peck and they will therefore see your name and your business and it's just a way of uh, a bit of a you know a way of starting the conversation and it makes it easier to know I'm like for them um, I know people have I've told people this before and they're like what if I'm left handed it's like well with your left handed not often will you I even know left handers that don't shake left handed when they go to I'm left handed and I only ever shake left handed it's a joke <laughs> <laughs> there you go well anyway but the other thing also, if, if you do have your name tag on your left and you go to shake with your right, your name tag, and this happens, I was at a function yesterday, happens all the time. Your name tag rolls around to the left on, the, on your left peck. And, and I make a point of it, it's a bit annoying, but I like then go, oh, sorry, what's, because I can't see what their name is, even if they say what their name is and kind of thing, I can't see it. Or I just want to be, have that verification, even if they do have a name tag kind of thing. So it just makes life so much easier. And also, it also means that um, for ladies, that people are not like looking all over your uh, upper region shall upper we say region, um, mm-hmm. yep and because uh, it may be a tad awkward um, kind of thing so if your name tag is no, on, on your right it's just bam they see it straight away and they don't want to make them feel uncomfortable and so it's just and the other gold part of the, about this is that if they've gotten your name they can see it straight away and they can quickly glance at it and go oh yeah g'day Paul how are you going kind of thing or if you've forgotten your name and hopefully they've got theirs on the right I can quickly see it and quickly glance at their name if I've forgotten it kind of thing hopefully I haven't and you can see it and it's just anyway that's my top tip where, where your name tag on the right. Um, That's a great tip. No, I've been doing it wrong. Right. I keep wearing mine on my yeah. left, but I'll have to, no, uh, do it on the right. You'll find it will just be so much easier. Number two, I'm a bit of an extrovert and I love nothing more than meeting people. So I have no issue with it, but I know that it's not for everyone. Um, so I learned early to not be that over the top annoying person. You know, there's two super positives as I may be coming across <laughs> here a bit, but anyway, because that can scare people. So I suppose I've perfected it over the years now to approach events with, you know, a modest you know, approach, a bit measured, measured confidence and to read the room. And so my second, tip I suppose is around that is that to read the name tags first if you can get there early and see who's going to be there and 
and note down anybody that you know that you want to say good day to. That might make you feel a bit more comfortable that you know that someone's going to be there and you can search them out in the room. Um, or there may be equally important someone that you want to meet, you know, from a network perspective and quickly note that down. Even though we take a photo of the name tag with you know the people and who are running the function, it's not that weird. But I suppose you just know that everyone else is in the same boat as you as well. So, and they may not, you know, come across as confident and they, as they would like to. So they're probably panicking away in the, in the background kind of thing, but wanting to. So it's just about making people feel more comfortable. So yes, yeah, read, read the name tags, read the room and, and get to know a little bit about, you know, who was in the room before you get in there. That's my, and which I suppose leads to my third tip. Sorry, do, should I just keep on rolling with these? Sorry. I'm just, yeah, keep um, going. My third tip is when you meet someone, don't just say, oh, what do you do? Um, Because that's just boring and it's expected. And and it's, yeah, anyway, I'd like to say what keeps you busy or, you know, along those lines. Because, you know, they may be a stay at home parent, they may be a mature age student. So you can never assume, like, so where do you work? Another annoying thing. Oh, where do you work? Kind of thing. It's like, well, don't assume that they work somewhere. Because if they don't work or they've just lost their job, Mm. you know, it's going to make it awkward and uncomfortable. So uh, what you want, you never want to make someone feel uncomfortable. So you want to make them feel easy to chat with you. So saying something like, what keeps you busy? So much better than where do you work? Or I sometimes say, um, what keeps you busy? Are you working or studying at the moment? Because I never assume that as well. You know, someone might have gone back to, may have worked for 30 years and they've quit and they've gone back to be a mutual age student. You just never assume that. Yeah, So that's um, that's it. And now number four, um, again, relates to that, is that if we're going to networking functions, we want to start building that relationship when we meet someone. But the next day, you want to send them a LinkedIn request, right? And you want to keep that. Most people these days will have LinkedIn and we know that that's a really good extension of you and it certainly should be your LinkedIn profile should represent who you are. It, it should have the photo. If you work for a business, it should have the same photo as the photo that's on your on your website, on your work website, uh-huh. so that they can you know, relate to you and see who you are. Because well, that's the other thing. They may go to your website and hopefully your, your work website is up to date. It is not can talk to No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not you yourself. Not you yourself. But I'm just saying that, you know, hopefully your website reflects who you are and your LinkedIn does as well. But what I was trying to say was that when you do send a LinkedIn request, please, please make sure you click the option that says add a note. Um, So always do it via the person's page. So don't, um, there is, in LinkedIn, I know there is that um, grid of, you might know this person and it comes up with 16 different people. And if you just press connect there, all it does is um, it sends them off a a request and you can't add a note. And that person, you may know who that person is, but they may have no idea who you are. You may have never met that person. And some people are sometimes a bit reticent to just add anybody kind of thing. But hopefully you've met someone, you've noted down their, their name in your notes or you've got their business card and you go to connect them right the next day so by adding it by, so when you go into their profile and it says connect and it says would you and I love how LinkedIn gives you the option would you like to add a note just press yes it will only take you 30 seconds to quickly write hey Ali great to meet you last night at that function on the deck wasn't it great I really enjoyed talking to you I'd love to hear more about Made for More I really like the fact that you were into blah 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 because it's something something little that you might not even be about their business something that will hopefully trigger their memory because you never yeah. want to assume that people will remember who who you are? I never yeah. I never want to assume that, and it, so it just reminds them of the chat, and you'll be you'll be surprised how more quickly people will accept your LinkedIn request. Do you know? I think because we did me, and it was over twelve months ago, or just over twelve months.
months ago and I think mm. when we met it was like your birthday the next day or the day after and I'm ah, a big birthday celebrator and um, I was like I'm going to email PK and just wish him a happy birthday and I think that is nice. how we ended up actually connecting because I was like yeah birthdays are important we so can good. celebrate them there you go I love it thank you so much and, that, and that's it you just want to remember something small that because at the end of the day we're all humans we're all, we all love interacting and being remembered and all those kind of things so yeah and uh, which kind of also leads to my fifth and final tip is that and I've learned this the hard way never assume that you've wasted time going to an event yeah. and sometimes I'll come home from a function and lament to anyone who will listen you know if you work at home used to be the dog um, um, <laughs> that I didn't meet anyone new or you know or of interest or to what I do or you know they already had a marketing agency and not that I would ever be that obviously annoyed at the time kind of thing but I have to quickly remind myself that sure that that's the situation at the moment but anything could happen tomorrow you know and it has been that like that and I remember going to one event um, where I reconnected with a great person that I had known through different roles that she had and she'd moved to a new company and they were all good they were fine and I was a little bit missed at the time because it was a big company that would have been great and I knew that she knew how full of works and everything but until three months later literally pretty much the day she rang and said hey so that chat we had at that function we should catch up now so obviously something changed she remembered it and now we're working with them we're doing their brand their website the videos for them so um, I just never I just just never assume that you're going to waste time by going to a, a networking event because at the end as I said it comes back to that whole thing of you are an extension of the brand you are selling your brand whoever you are brand alley brand PK as an mm. extension of uh, brand filler brand made for more they are my five top tips they are awesome so yeah uh, read your bench on your right hand side read the room that's one of my favourite sayings read the room what's going on and have some interesting questions to ask people to prompt some open open answers about what they're doing and why they're there what was number four LinkedIn requests so making sure that you don't just uh, fire off any connections without saying something personalised personalised note and never assume that you're wasting time in an event awesome top tips for anyone who's looking to increase their networking or I guess up their game so PK are there any final reflections yeah look I'm again I just want to say thank you so much and um, for this opportunity to chat and, and good on you for what you're doing. I absolutely love everything you're doing and so mm-hmm. great that you're doing this podcast. I'm a massive fan of everything that, that you do and everything from the the, um, the Crush It Daily Planner, which I'm yeah. now using for a while. <laughs> but yeah, to, to everything that you're doing. So thank you so much for that. Um, thank you. I suppose the key messages that I like to share about networking is to remember people because people people love that, you know, yeah. and, and, to, and to build the relationship. And I know that's why Coffee PK has been such a success without being too eager if I'm not you know I say it with no ego at all it's just an honest reflection that I do have a large network and I'm old and I've met a lot of people in my years like 55 years I'm 55 and proud but you know I've got a strong connection with them all I suppose and, and I've kept in touch and therefore um, they feel comfortable you know in coming on to the sessions but but also there are a lot of new people that come to the sessions and I suppose that's because I've now built it to the, to the, to the stage where people can see what it looks like and they're comfortable to join in and whatever so because I just think networking is such an important skill generally for anyone and, and even going to networking functions just being able to network because it is an honour to be invited to all the events that I get to go to and but and, and to meet different people but it's not just meeting them it's like continuing that relationship um, yeah. and keeping in touch um, and then when you see them again in another function it's remembering them you know we all love to be recognised don't we you know it makes us feel good and, you know, and it makes the person who you recognise it makes them feel good so it's all very much mutual gratification or gratitude you know <laughs> it's like and I think that's, that, that's my key 
message, I think. It's, a, it's I'm all, all about building a relationship, helping people connect and making people feel comfortable. And, you know, and yes, I, it's a sales role that I have, but then it becomes, everything else becomes natural. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. And uh, if anyone is wanting to connect with you, where do you hang out mostly? Well, physically, I'm at uh, Tell Henry Coffee uh, Cafe a lot, but no, but you can find me, uh, gosh, um, yeah, via the Fuller website or my Facebook is just Paul Kitching. I got in early, so it's just my name, Paul Kitching. Um, my LinkedIn also, I got in early, it's just Paul Kitching. I got in all of these. My Instagram is a bit random, underscore PK, the one word under, sorry, one word and all spelled out, underscore P-K-P-W-E-K-A-Y. Twitter, got in early, Paul Kitching. And all right, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there is that copy of PK that we talked about before. There is a page there. Um, I do weekly video recaps that can be found via my Instagram page. There's a playlist on Spotify for music that we play at, um, anyway. But, so there's lots of, lots of places. As you know, once, uh, once you're in my web, <laughs> no. Yeah, then you're in. You're in for good. No, uh, it's an awesome uh, web to be a part of uh, for sure. And I'll add all of those links uh, into the show notes for anyone that would want some more information about networking. But thank you so much today, PK, for your time and your expertise. And you are absolutely a shining light of positivity to uh, everyone that's attended Coffee with PK for the last 19 weeks. Massive, massive achievement. And uh, if anyone is free on a Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday at 10.30 SA time, book a line to PK and jump onto a call because it is awesome just to see what else is going on outside of your own little bubble. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Thank you so much, Ali. Bring it on. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode on the Made For More podcast, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes. And of course, five-star reviews are always welcome on the Apple podcast. If you'd like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, check out madeformore.com.au forward slash podcast. And of course, if we aren't connected already, you can find me in all the usual places. Ali Nitschke on LinkedIn, Ali.MadeForMore on Facebook and Instagram. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll catch you again soon. Bye-bye.